Welcome to Transformative Principle, where you learn how to be a leader and not just a manager of a to-do list. I am your host, Jethro Jones. You can find me on Twitter at Jethro Jones. Your to-do list is a hungry monster that is never satisfied. For the last year and a half, I've helped principals get awards, get promoted, and find the time to do the work that really matters. I recently opened a new mastermind slot. Schedule a call with me and let's overcome the stressed and isolated principal position together. Go to the show notes for this episode at transformativeprincipal.org and click schedule a call with Jethro. Welcome to Transformative Principal. I'm so excited to talk today to Leslie Goodrum. It's going to be a great conversation and we talk about some of the photos and videos that uh, uh, she and Joe have shared with me and just go to transformativeprincipal.org and check out the show notes for this episode and I'll send those over to you right away. They're kind of big and they'll blow up your phone if you're watching on your phone. So just put in your email and I'll get those shot off to you right away. Thank you so much for listening to Transformative Principle. Here's my awesome interview with Leslie Goodrum. Welcome to Transformative Principle. I am so excited to be chatting with Leslie Goodrum, who is the principal of General Tommy Franks Elementary in Midland, Texas. Her school is a pilot school for the Midland Values Project, where they're attempting to improve their culture by adopting values based on Joe Ty's values coach system. The values are authenticity, service, awareness, purpose, vision, enthusiasm, perseverance, courage, faith, focus, leadership, and integrity. I'm very excited for this interview. Leslie, is there anything else we need to know about you before we dive in? Thank you, Mr. Jones, for inviting me to join you this morning. No, I think that covers it. We are a first-year campus. We are a brand-new campus, and so we are setting the foundation for um, our building to be successful with these culture of ownership values. So can you tell me a little bit more about the cultural values and how you why you decided to do it and how you chose your school. Obviously, it's new, so you want to start out right. But uh, tell me a little bit more about that. Well, we are a school that opened up in August, and my 400 kids were attending another campus in our town called Faskin Elementary, and they were inching up to 1,000 kids, and they were only built for 800. Wow. And it was a new building. We, the building I'm currently sitting in was named Crockett Elementary, and they were having accountability issues with our state testing data. And we, as a district, chose to shut them down in June and take those kids and disperse them to other campuses in our district and open up my, my campus, General Franks Elementary, as an overflow for 400 of those kids from Faskin Elementary. Well, my school was built in the 50s, so convincing parents to go from a 2017 build to a 1950 build, um, they were not real happy with. So I had to find some type of program to help these parents understand it's not the building that your kids are going into. It is the people that are teaching them and the values of the community and the kids and the parents that is being set, that's what's going to make their kids successful. A building's not what makes teachers and kids successful in education. So our Midland Memorial Hospital had adopted this. Um, I'm going to be honest, I'm not sure how many years ago, but they were having problems with customer service, and they um, have been using it for several years. And I reached out to Midland Memorial Hospital and Bob Dent over there and 
they were willing to help us adopt the same program and and train us as well. And it's not just your school that's doing something with this. It's it's a district-wide project for the adults at least, right? Yes, all of Central Office has been trained. Then my campus is the first campus-wide teachers that have done it. We have a Midland Freshman School. They Their campus has uh, Midland Lee Freshmen. They also have adopted it as a campus. And so the two of us are kind of piloting it at the campus level. And then my campus hosts monthly the two-day training to any other principals and teachers that they want to send to come through the training. Um, it's a two-day training, and it is held at my campus with um, district employees as well as we have community volunteers who are also trainers. So we're, we're trying to train as many people as we can to try to convince them what a difference these core values can make in their classrooms. So let's talk about how that applies to the classroom and what that actually looks like when you are uh, teaching it to kids and talking with kids about it. Joe sent me a video of kids doing the pledge and so and posters all over your school that I'll I'll include in the show notes so that people can see not the video of the kids but the <laughs> just the posters. Right. You share, you, we have the kids that are in the videos. Their parents have approved for them okay. to be in, so we've not videoed anyone that can't be videoed. Okay, great. So maybe I will share that too then. So, so all okay. those things. What are you doing to promote this to the kids, and what are you teaching the kids by by doing this? Well, every morning we do announcements, and four kids a morning help me do the announcements, and we do our self empowerment pledge one a day. And then we do our pickle pledge every day on the announcements. It's also sent out to my homeroom teachers and they run it on their smart boards as well. And then each kid gets a bracelet for the value of the month. And then they each get bookmarks with the value of the month on it. And the teachers also have their kind of index cards, flip cards that kind of give them ideas of things they can do to enhance the value of the month. And then, of course, like you said, the posters are all throughout my campus in every classroom, in the gym, in the hallways. They're just scattered everywhere. And it's just something we live by. And it's something that we pull in, whether it's an academic lesson or if it's a social aspect. We just try to plug it in everywhere. Like right now, vision is the core value for um, January. And so we're really pushing it into our ELA classrooms with the visualization. And there's just all different aspects you can pull it into depending on exactly what the core value is of that month. Well, and what I love about that approach is that these skills and the values, they are not some one-off lesson that we can pull kids in and say, no. let's do this. Can you talk more about how important it is to incorporate it into everything, academics, behavior, all of it? It's just what we have adopted as a staff. We want it to be something we live at our homes. We want it to be something we live at our in our classrooms. And we're trying to indoctrinate it into the homes of our kids. We're really encouraging our parents to come up on those two-day monthly in-services as well so that we're talking it at school and we're talking it at home as well. We're talking it in academics. And whether we're writing about it or, like I said, in ELA, whether we're incorporating it into the visualization lessons, whether we're talking about it during our, we do a PLC time and my counselor covers 
for my teachers when they're in PLC. And so her lessons are all based around our core value of that month. So they're getting it from my counselor. They're getting it from the coach. The coach incorporates it. We are doing, when we kick it off in the first of the month, we're doing a little mini little 10-minute video on pep rally in the gym during PE time to kind of kick it off so that we're presenting it. Okay, this is, vision is our goal to focus in on during January. So um, it's doing music, the music teacher pulls in songs that go with it. We've all bought into it and we're all pushing it. Yeah. No matter what line of work, whether we're teaching math, music, reading, science, whatever it is. So when there's an emphasis school-wide and every single teacher and adult is talking about it, there's an impact on the kids. Can you share some stories of times where kids have done or said something that was just inspiring that you heard or heard stories of um, related to these values? Well, of course, authenticity is our first value that we kick off the school year with in September. And so that's the one that they all remember. And you can walk into any classroom or be in the cafeteria and you're going to hear the word authenticity used repetitively. It's something I use with them. I'll walk into the cafeteria and say, well, the authentic you today, what have you done today that is the authentic you? So I guess authenticity is the big thing because that's what we kicked off with. And it's something that kids can truly relate to. Are you being the authentic you or are you being the unauthentic you? So it authentic. Authenticity has just become our second nature. The kids are talking to each other. You'll hear them say, was that authentic? And so I think authenticity is the big one that we really have latched onto, that the kids have really, I don't want to say bought into, but they can really connect with. And then integrity is the second one that we've really grabbed because you've got to do the right thing no matter who's watching. And you just, you just hear the kids using that vocabulary, even my kindergartners. And we've talked about watering down. The district has talked about, okay, can we water down the vocabulary? And I'm like, absolutely not. No way. <laughs> no, you do not water it down. You just expose it and discuss it and clarify it. But you do not water it down. Because in the pickle pledge, some of my counterparts that are principals here are like, should you change the wording up a little bit so it's more kid-friendly? And I'm like, no, they can learn what commiserate means. When you're saying the pickle pledge, you just teach it just like any other reading passage. You teach what commiserate means. So you cannot water any of it down to meet the needs of a five-year-old. You've just got to teach it. Yeah, so I, I love the pickle pledge. And can you share what the pickle pledge is and and why that is so important at your school. Okay, every morning it's on every smart board in my classroom. It's on every, it's in a poster in every classroom and common area in our building. And we say the pickle pledge as a campus every single morning and it says, I will turn every complaint into either a blessing or a constructive suggestion. By taking the pickle pledge, I promise myself that I will no longer waste my time and energy on blaming, complaining and gossiping. Nor will I commiserate with those who steal my energy with their blaming, complaining, and gossiping. This is a pickle-free zone. And we all recite it at 8 o'clock every morning over the announcements. And then it's posted on a poster in the classroom. And it's on the 
smart boards so that the kids now don't even need it on the smart boards anymore. They've all got it memorized. I mean, you can walk into a class and you saw on the videos that Joe saw in my building. The kids know it and they love it. And my parents are telling me they're taking it home to their siblings that don't go to our school. Yeah, I bet that is really powerful. The idea of the pickle pledge, can you talk about why it's called the pickle pledge? You don't want to have um, sour pickles. You want to take those sour pickles and not let them ruin your life. And the pickle pledge has kind of a sour pickle. And I've kind of changed it to where our pickles are happy pickles because I want it to have a spin on a positive. So I even had Joe and his team remake me a door hanger that's not a sour pickle, but is a happy pickle. (laughs) So... (laughs) Um, Our downtown central office, they have even created big pickles on each floor, and they kind of had a contest of different drawings of pickles. Yeah, that's that's very cool. So how do you see that impacting kids and adults in your school where everybody says the pickle pledge? Does that actually work to stop people complaining? Or tell me about that. Yes, it has. And we we catch each other. Even in PLC times, we'll we'll catch each other each other saying, okay, are we living up to our pledge today or are we being the pickle? So it's just a way of keeping ourselves accountable with colleagues. Even my teachers will say, Ms. Goodrum, did you read your pickle pledge today? And they'll catch me. So it's just an accountability. It is something that we can use to help each other stay on track. And the kids, I have said to a couple of them, you know what, did you say the pickle pledge today? And I'll say, did you say it or did you mean it? Because there's a difference. You can recite anything, but do you truly mean what you're saying? Because your actions today, you're not living by that pickle pledge that you said today. And I've said to several of them, until you're ready to live it, you need to stop saying it until you're ready to refocus. Because if you're going to say it, we have made the commitment that we're going to live it. So you've just got to, it's an accountability. You've got to live it yourself so that they see you living up to it so that they see the value in it. Yeah. I I love that. Until you're ready to live it, you need to stop saying it. I think that is so powerful and what a great thing for a kid to learn all the way down in kindergarten that if you don't mean something, then don't say it. If you're not going to do something, then don't agree that you're going to do it. I mean, that, that is just so powerful. So I, I really think that the idea here of talking about your values and incorporating them into everything and giving a name to things allows you to have conversations that are otherwise kind of tricky to have. Can you expand on that a little bit about how using this makes it easier or um, more possible to have these conversations that you wouldn't otherwise have or would have more difficulty having? Well, it just gives you a framework, especially a framework each month. And then as you build on them each month, then you can go back and refer to them. So it just gives you a framework of what a faith. I mean, faith has been one we've kind of struggled with a little bit because so many people think faith is religion and it's not. You do not have to have faith, a religious faith to have faith in things. Purpose, just this day and age, being a kid is hard Mm -hmm. and helping them find their purpose in life and everyone's purpose is different. It just gives you a framework of driving those discussions with kids that we've honestly, sometimes in education, we've started to back off of because we don't want to step on toes. 
But in this busy world, we're finding our parents aren't taking the time to help our kids find themselves. Let's be honest. And it's giving us a foundation and a framework of helping our kids set some goals for themselves and find what their purpose is and find reasons to excel because our parents are busy. Most of them are two, two parent working families now. And I don't want to say we're helping the families, but we're, we are, we're, we're teaming up together to make their kids and their families successful. Yeah. And from, from what I understand of the values also, you're not taking anything away from what a family could believe. You're only giving them um, words to help describe and uh, framework to talk about the things that they believe as a family, right? Exactly. Yeah. And I think that that, that is definitely powerful and something that is, you know, certainly welcome in this day and age, as you said, with so many busy parents and, and challenges of, of raising kids and combating social media and all those kinds of things. There are a lot of distractions that take us away from taking that time to teach the values to our kids. What has been the response uh, from parents as you've gone through this process this year? Very supportive. They have been very supportive of what we're doing and very complimentary. I'll be honest, our discipline, we we don't have discipline problems. I maybe have two referrals a month and the teachers take care of business in their classroom and, and redirect them. And I guess our take on discipline is not punishment. It's problem solving and coming to... um a realization of how we can fix our problems. And these core values have given them tools to help those kids problem solve and how they can change things. So my parents are very happy with the classroom settings their kids are in now. And they've been very complimentary. Yeah, that's, that's fantastic. I do think it, I do think it helps our discipline. I truly do. It, Everyone sets the tone at the beginning of the morning with their pledges, gives teachers a topic conversation while we're eat. we do breakfast in the classrooms, gives them a com- conversation piece while they're doing breakfast. It just gives us all a common common vision that we're focused on for that month. Yeah, and I imagine that there are some challenges associated with it, things not working the way you had anticipated. What are some of those challenges that you've experienced so far? I guess the biggest challenge is that I've encountered is making sure that the value of the month isn't just heavy at the beginning, that it's carried through every week because you start off with a big bang. And then as your content gets in the way, you tend to get overwhelmed with curriculum. Let's face it. Um, It's just keeping the consistency of it. And we all have bracelets that we wear every day of the week. And I have a contest right now where the bracelet for a whole week and they're going to get rewarded. It's just the consistency of keeping it going. Yeah, that is definitely a challenge in doing anything where you're trying to promote something across multiple days and, and anything. I ha- And I, as a leader, I have to set the tone because whatever I do and however the importance I make it, then my teachers carry it out. So I will say I, after the break, had to rethink and say, okay, how can I, I continue it every single day to keep it at the top of their list? So I'm looking for things to do 
with my staff, because if I teach it to my staff and I role model it with my staff, then it's human nature. Whatever your leader does with you, you tend to live and take back to your classroom. So that's my struggle is finding authentic things because it's not a program. It's a way of life. Things that I do when I walk into their classrooms or walk into the cafeteria, things that I can do that match the value that we're doing that month. So that's my struggle is being the leader of it and finding the things that I can model and do because I don't want this to be a program that adds to their plate because their plates are full academically. So that's the struggle I think I'm facing. And whatever I do, I try to do well. I don't want to just it come and go. I want this to stay our program that makes our school great. Yeah, well, and I'm definitely interested to hear how things go with uh, academic performance, because if you're asking a kid, you know, are you being your authentic self while you're doing this assignment or are you having integrity while you're doing your homework? Like all those things, they seem like they would very much lend to increased academic performance by the students. Yes. And that you using that vocabulary, just using the vocabulary within your own teaching and within those little small group discussions, because we are driven by small group instruction here. And the more you use it, you, the more you hear our kids using it, and the more it just becomes your everyday life. It's not something that is going away. We're just building on our vocabulary. Yeah, I, I love that aspect. Well, Leslie, I, I so much appreciate you taking the time uh, to chat with me. The last question that I ask is, what is one thing that a principal can do this week to be a transformative principal like you? Get into your classrooms. Be with your kids and your teachers and be a great role model and use this. I'm using these core values. I'm living it so that they see it in real live action. But the best thing is, is to be with your kids and your teachers in their classrooms. Yeah, that is fantastic. Leslie, thank you so much for being part of the Transformative Principle. I really appreciate it. Thank you for the opportunity to share what exciting things are happening here at General Franks Elementary in Midland, Texas. And if anyone's wanting to reach out, they're welcome to contact me. Excellent. And how how would you recommend they do that? Leslie, L-E-S-L-I-E dot Goodrum, G-O-O-D-R-U-M at Midland, M-I-D-L-A-N-D-I-S-D dot net. Perfect. Thank you so much, Leslie. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Leslie Goodrum and, you know, she is doing something pretty cool by focusing so much on values and that idea of you can't just teach it out of context. It's got to be part of everything that you do is just incredibly powerful and definitely something that we've got to do more of to, to be talking about these things. I'm increasingly believing that the only real value we teach kids in school is how to be better people and the academic stuff I just think is not nearly as important as how we teach kids to treat themselves, treat others, and how we teach them to interact in the world that is increasingly becoming more and more powerful every single day that I work with young people. So as I said, there's uh, some pictures and videos of what this looks like. Just go to transformativeprinciple.org and uh, put your name and email in there and I'll shoot those pictures and videos over to you right away. Thanks so much again for listening to Transformative Principle.
Transformative Principal is a proud member of the Education Podcast Network. Podcasts for educators by educators. Visit edupodcastnetwork.com for more great podcasts.